Welcome to a new edition of the brand called You. Today we bring you a very, very accomplished professional, Vishi Vishwanand. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Vishi is from the Birla Institute of Technology and Science. Um, he has worked with ANZ Grindleys and he's currently with Max Life Insurance. And we'll talk to him about, of course, Max Life. He's a painter. He likes yoga, he plays tennis, and he likes scuba, scuba diving. My God, what incredibly diverse interests. So we should tell us a little bit about your early career, some of your learnings, and some of your challenges. Uh, well, it's a long story, yeah. but uh, I suppose uh, if you read this book uh, by Michael Watkins, mm -hmm. uh, The First 90 Days, okay. uh, he describes uh, there, are, there are typically five events or situations in which one can find themselves mm -hmm. in any kind of a job, any kind of profession, irrespective of the industry. It could be a startup, it could be a turnaround, it could be a, um, an accelerated growth, it could be a phase of realignment mm -hmm. or uh, sustained success. He calls it STARS mm -hmm. or STARS. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I, uh, and I'm a big fan of this book, okay. uh, as you can imagine, I've done many different roles uh, in the companies Correct. that I worked. Correct. Uh, and that's what's kept me engaged. And I found myself in each different uh, situation in each of these companies. Uh, so when I began my career, uh, 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 it was really, uh, really in a startup mode uh, at that time, uh, where uh, where I was uh, put into a deep end of a, of a bank mm -hmm. uh, where uh, they were constrained with licenses, but they wanted to increase their catchment area. Uh, so they said, "Why don't you do doorstep banking, mobile banking, and all that?" And this is something like uh, 28 years ago. Um, 28 so, years ago. That's right. Uh, so stayed out of. I uh, thought you know you would be close to a millennial, but I <laughs> know far away. My son would be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, so uh, at the time uh, it was a very interesting, high risk kind of a job, uh, joining a foreign bank and trying to do uh, doorstep banking and mobile banking and so on. Uh, so I took on the challenge. Uh, there was no uh, precedent, nobody to guide me what mm -hmm. to do. But that was interesting. Uh, we did well. We ended up opening up a branch in that location. Okay. Uh, similarly, uh, after that, I went into a turnaround kind of a situation where uh, I was uh, actually uh, called from my uh, skip level boss saying, hey, we need to get exit a branch. Uh, so this is going to be our first uh, independent branch manager posting. Mm -hmm. So I'm sending you to a place called Coimbatore. Okay. Uh, you probably never worked there, uh, but take your time. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll give you a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the end of the year, please give a report to shut down the branch. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was the kind of mandate. Okay. So when they uh, spoke with the people, actually turned around the branch and the branch has been doing very successful and still in existence mm -hmm. even now. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, uh, I was also sent to another, that was a top line problem. I was sent to another branch uh, in uh, South Extension mm -hmm. back in Delhi and that's when I moved to Delhi. And uh, there the whole uh, discussion was, uh, the branch is doing well, but uh, the costs are too high. Mm -hmm. So we might need to cut down the cost. It was a bottom line issue. Profitability was not well, forthcoming. I, I banked with the ANZ South Extension branch, you did. almost 30 years. <laughs> you did. So I have some of my fondest memories there. Correct. Uh, and uh, when I went to the branch, uh, in both these places, whether it was a top line problem or a mm. bottom line problem, these turnarounds, I realized the value of uh, connecting with employees first. Uh, instead of, uh, instead of uh, hiding behind a cloak or a veil, uh, share with them the uh, honest truth, mm. uh, bring them on board. And you'll find that they have a lot of solutions. Correct. Uh, and uh, they, they'll be willing to cut costs. They'll be willing to uh, increase sales. They'll go above and beyond Call of Duty. So the value of connecting with uh, your team is something I learned during uh, turnaround and mm -hmm. being honest and authentic mm -hmm. uh, about the situation. Mm -hmm. And both those situations, I was quite uh, 
um, uh, flabbergasted because I was sent for a particular task, but I came out with a different, uh, uh, very positive uh, experience as well as uh, uh, outcome for the company as well. Very interesting. Uh, so that that was uh, that was some of those startup startups and, and turnaround. That, that's a great learning for everyone who's going to be listening to this show. That you know, in a turnaround, share with your employees and carry them along. That's a learning you have shared, which is very interesting. So, Vishy, moving on, you know, from a situation of turnaround, you became a startup. Uh, one of the startup founders of Max, Max, uh, Max Life Insurance. Yes. Tell me about this. So actually the trigger to leave a, a well-run foreign bank was actually a merger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, things, what happens in a merger is first is a loss of identity. Correct. So Ains of Grindley's bank was sold, mm-hmm. uh, the license was sold, a 135-year-old bank was being merged with a smaller bank in India, mm-hmm. a larger bank, of course, in Asia, uh, Standard Chartered Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was okay. Uh, we were all told that, you know, you guys are talented people, so we want you, uh, stay on, uh, the future mm-hmm. is being uh, built around you mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, but uh, this loss of identity uh, was one big uh, issue. Uh, more importantly, it was the uh, attrition of people. So I could see that many people, friends and colleagues you worked with, mm-hmm. almost like a family, are slowly looking at other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them went to banks. Uh, I felt that, well, if I have to work in a bank, uh, why would I leave this bank? Mm-hmm. This bank was only getting stronger after the merger. Uh, but at the same time, I also felt a, a nagging sense of lack of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I started with a 30 crore branch and then I was handling a 300 crore branch. This is yeah. nearly three decades ago. Mm. Uh, but then uh, I realized that uh, what am I doing? Because uh, this bank had ended up becoming uh, one of the largest sellers of third party uh, distribution, mm. third party products, mm-hmm. mutual funds. Mm. Banks are allowed to sell mutual funds there. And I'd given advice uh, left, right and center to mm. many, many customers who trusted me. Mm. But guess what? Uh, there was a Harshad Mehta scam. Mm-hmm. There was a Ketan Parikh scam mm-hmm. in that decade. Yeah. And I realized that uh, I was giving advice mm-hmm. to people who were blindly trusting me with their monies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the markets fell, uh, so did their uh, yep. value yep. and the relationship value. And I felt accountable for it personally. Not a single customer uh, came back to us, yelled at us at all. Mm-hmm. That is a kind of trust and rapport we still had with them. Correct. However, I felt that uh, this is not the right business to be in. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, uh, this opportunity of uh, life insurance came up. Uh, the IRDA was formed. Uh, the first set of licenses were given. Yeah. And uh, I realized that uh, at least uh, from a product perspective, Correct. life insurance was selling some assured. So at least there's a guarantee. There's an assurance. Uh, and that's what attracted me to the sector. Okay. So, you know, as one of the founding team members, you started it from scratch and you built it into a 12,000 crore organization. What were some of the learnings and challenges as you were building this organization? Oh, many, many. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is there was no brand. Uh, on day one, that was, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, 15th of November 2000, IDA gave out three licenses, mm-hmm. uh, ICICI, uh, HDFC and MaxLife. The first two are well-known brands mm-hmm. thanks to their banking pedigree. Correct. And even before that, they were institutions, financial institutions. Yeah. Uh, Max was an unknown brand. Uh, so that was the first and foremost biggest challenge. We mm. had to explain who we were. Mm. Uh, and to a large extent, who we were not. Because everyone used to say, you're Max? Life insurance? You mean LIC? Mm. We say, no, we're not LIC. Mm. What Max? <laughs> mm. So uh, that was the biggest challenge. Correct. Uh, but we overcame that with people and training. Mm. And that was our biggest uh, uh, strength. It is still our biggest strength. Mm. So in these uh, 20th year, as we enter in, uh, in the sector and for a company, uh, if you ask me, our number one strength is really people mm. and uh, the training. Mm. 
Along with that, we also realized uh, the need for processes for building scale. Otherwise, uh, when you still have good people and good training, you can get off the ground. But to scale up, you need to have processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are uh, joint venture partners, New York Life, yeah. helped us a lot in building and scaling up mm-hmm. uh, through a process approach. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to the next question you spoke about management. How important is it to get a really top class, strong management team to build an organization? Uh, and you're the leader, you know, so. Well, in hindsight, it is perhaps the most important thing. Okay. Uh, everything else can be secondary. The product, uh, your differentiator, uh, uh, everything else can be secondary. But uh, your number one is getting a good set of leaders mm. because they determine the culture. They determine who else they will attract into the organization. Uh, today, if you ask me, uh, the company that I work with is punching above its weight okay. in terms of its brand and positioning and that's only because of people mm. and often uh, even as our founder chairman says uh, people have actually built the business and the business has built the brand of max mm. not the other way around mm. so the strength of people is something that uh, we've lived through uh, and i am certainly a votary for it and i also was reading some way that um, you retain a lot of your top management people yes. what is the secret of retention <laughs> well uh, uh, Two things. Uh, one is, uh, in, I mean, facts are that uh, our uh, top 35 employees, whom we call the senior leadership team or head of departments, mm-hmm. uh, the average vintage is close to 10 years. Okay. The average. Wow. So you mean, you can see, I mean, folks like me are close 20 to years, 20 right? years yeah. old. I'm actually the oldest employee in the company mm-hmm. <laughs> surviving yeah. uh, so far. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even then, what we see is that this stickiness really helps in our sector mm-hmm. because uh, the product is as such. We don't sell products less than 10 years of vintage. Okay. The product itself, the minimum maturity period mm-hmm. is 10 years. Mm-hmm. The average is closer to 18 years. So when you're selling a product and making these commitments to customers, you also want people mm-hmm. who will be able to live through that product life cycle because Correct. you can't keep making promises Correct. and then kick the can down the road and leave it for the next set of management or the next board to take care and clean up yeah. uh, the promises that you made in terms of returns or claims or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's been a strong strength. and. Uh, Investment in people, uh, number one. Uh, and number two is our core value. We have four core values. Uh, the the uh, numero uno core value for MaxLife is caring. Okay. And uh, caring might seem very soft, yeah. might seem very fluffy mm-hmm. uh, in days like this. Uh, but that's something which is very deeply ingrained uh, in our company. Mm-hmm. Even if there's a performance issue, uh, we care enough for people, give them time mm-hmm. to either improve or to seek a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will not be harsh. Mm. Even in a downturn, when uh, the whole sector was actually laying off people, uh, we gave the highest redundancy package mm. on our own yes. uh, to make sure that those who leave us uh, will remain our brand ambassadors and not be uh, bad-mouthing or uh, having a bitter experience uh, working with our company. Wow. So let's talk to you about a little bit about, you know, about your, your collaborators. You know, again, you're one of the few people who stayed with one collaborator for a very, very long period of time. And managing foreign uh, partners is always a challenge. You seem to have done that very, very well. What is the secret of that? Uh, well, uh, as a company uh, and as uh, I, I would say the, the, the biggest credit mm. to this goes to our shareholders mm. uh, who have uh, perfected the art of uh, dealing with joint venture partners mm. uh, as equals uh, not 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 just going by mere uh, you know your equity yeah. stake and size, uh, but really what they bring to the table, mm. uh, giving them that position, uh, positioning them across the company 
and uh, making the best use of what they bring in. Okay. So whether it was a New York Life or uh, today, whether it's a Mitsui Sumitomo, yeah. uh, we are able to suck out the best mm. in them mm. uh, and learn it, adopt it and then report back. Uh, and that's working well for us. So, you know, life insurance, uh, Vishy, is something which people have understood forever. Other forms of insurance are now coming in. Uh, and yet, I believe that not adequate numbers of Indians are covered by life insurance. Uh, what kind of numbers are actually covered and what is the potential? Uh, well, uh, India, like in most other or just like telecom, uh, India happens to be the uh, in life insurance happens to be the or in insurance happens mm -hmm. to be the number eight player uh, in terms of premiums. Okay. Uh, but in terms of number of policies, we are number one I see. across the planet. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have nearly 33, 34 crore uh, policy holders who are active. Uh, however, uh, the opportunity and the problem lies in the fact that the protection gap uh, is something like 92 percent, which means that if each one of us is earning X rupees and we need a protection basis our age, typically it's mm -hmm. around 10 mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. of uh, at least having a life cover, mm -hmm. a pure in insurance of so much, uh, we are sitting at uh, only 8 mm -hmm. of that right. instead of 100% 100%. of that. Yeah. So 92% is the gap. Mm -hmm. We are among the, uh, among the uh, highest gap countries across the sector, mm -hmm. which, shows us that, which shows that there's a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you'll find that in the last uh, few years, the last five years, uh, you'd find that the growth of number of policies is just in single digits. Mm -hmm. The growth of premiums is in double digits in the teens. Uh, but the growth of sum assured is actually upwards of 20 touching 30, uh, which is in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I can only see this going ahead, at least for the next 10 years, there is a home run mm -hmm. uh, for the sector. Fabulous. Good luck to you. So, you know, again, coming talking about life insurance, when you came in, there was... Uh, an 800 pound gorilla sitting in the sector the life insurance corporation and they still cont continue to dominate what have you done differently to have made such an incredible niche uh, for max uh, life actually i'll share with you a, a very interesting story um, this was in my first year in max life mm -hmm. so after about six months of being in existence uh, in the year 2001 uh, suddenly, I got a call in my office uh, from the South Zone head of the Life Insurance Corporation of okay. India. Okay. So, I never knew him mm. and I was wondering why he was wanted to have a cup of coffee with me. Mm. So, I was curious. So, I went up to the Mount Road office, the fabled office of uh, uh, South Zone of LIC. And there he met me in his uh, big uh, uh, room, in a big cabin. And he told me, uh, you guys are different. Mm. I said, is that so? Because mm. we were still discovering who we were. Mm. Uh, he says, you guys will go a long way. Okay. Uh, we must be wary of you. Wow. Uh, and he was close to retirement, by the way. Mm. Uh, so I asked him why. He says, only for two reasons. One, you're hiring good people as managers and agent advisors. I see. And two, you're training them very well. Amazing. You need nothing else. So he didn't talk about the product differentiator. He didn't talk about the brand. Uh, he knew <laughs> he knew exactly uh, what matters. And or that's what an makes incredibly a strong endorsement from someone who must have spent a lifetime in LIC. Yes, I came back from that meeting, mm. not knowing or even understanding what he meant by that. Mm. But over the years, it has sunken. Fantastic. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, one last question on insurance before I move to the next segment. You know, life insurance has traditionally been seen as one protection and second saving. Right? Because your tax benefits. Does this continue to be the case or has this changed? Because you mentioned that the 
amount being uh, insured is increasing exponentially yes it is uh, it's changing very very rapidly okay um this change should have happened maybe a decade ago but it depends on the overall economy yeah. and uh, even uh, views yeah. so technology has actually played a big role in it in bringing in more information awareness mm. so uh, today uh, we know that uh, while an agent or a bank seller might go and nudge a customer yeah. towards insurance mm. uh, most of them actually go to google so no longer do people say let me check with my chartered accountant before making an investment mm-hmm. decision mm-hmm. they check with google okay, okay. <laughs> so and we are seeing Someone this uh, researching that. online mm-hmm. and even purchasing online happening in a big way wow. in in india mm-hmm. uh, so that's one big uh, change uh, but what we see is that uh, uh, the millennials are actually adopting a pure protection at double the rate mm-hmm. compared to gen x okay uh, so folks who are below age 40 mm-hmm. uh, the uh, millennials of india are extremely keen to buy it mm-hmm. and uh, normally you think that a millennial is uh, fickle minded low loyalty uh, low attachment to a brand but actually that is completely untrue mm-hmm. uh, because they have purchased what they want mm-hmm. which is which seems to be pure insurance mm-hmm. uh, their loyalty is exactly double uh, that their net promoter scores that mm-hmm. we keep measuring mm-hmm. is 2x that of gen x so wow. so that's an interesting phenomena mm-hmm. so the future seems to be towards driving protection Uh, while at the same time gen x folks are very interested in knowing what is the guaranteed return that you offer mm-hmm. which is embedded in our product which is called sum assured okay it is it is a it is an amount of money which will be paid to you mm-hmm. come what may mm-hmm. on maturity okay or on death okay so that they are very keen on because the bonuses and the fund values on top of that mm-hmm. is over and above that. right so uh, so there we have a sweet spot yeah. of being able to provide sum assured uh, to a large growing uh, nation like india mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. So, you know, let me move to another part, which is on startups. And I am going to ask you this question because, in one respect, you are a startup founder, but as a professional. So, my question to you is, what, in your view, is the difference between a professional startup founder and an entrepreneur startup founder? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, uh i would say a, a professional uh, startup founder uh, has uh, lesser challenges mm-hmm. than an entrepreneurial startup okay uh the number one and the biggest difference is you need somebody to buy your idea mm-hmm. a professional startup uh, founder the idea is already brought okay. bought okay it usually even your funding is usually taken care of because there is a set model and there is a set precedent correct while an entrepreneurial startup model he's actually trying to sell his idea mm. he's trying to get the initial funding itself correct and probably nobody's ever been in that space before mm. Mm. uh so the uh, the professional startup uh, founder is probably more best blessed mm. uh while the uh, founder is not okay uh, uh, of an entrepreneur entrepreneurial startup right. uh product Uh, getting the product and getting the idea is a big challenge mm-hmm. uh, for an entrepreneurial startup while that is not likely to be a challenge for a professional startup mm-hmm. his or her challenge might be more towards people and getting the process right correct. for scaling up correct uh, while the entrepreneur first has to get from 0 to 1 mm-hmm. and from getting 0 to 1 uh, can take the mickey out of most people and thereafter one onwards you'll find that many professionals would would be able to be attracted mm-hmm. by the company for scaling up that's very very well said thank you So my next question that I ask a lot of startup entrepreneur founders, and I'm going to ask you the same question, is that what, in your opinion, are some of the mistakes a lot of startups make? Well, uh, I would classify into two pro- two two pro- probable mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Number one would be uh, focus on product versus people. That has to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Because usually I find when I talk to many startup entrepreneurs, their focus on product is so so heavy on their idea is so heavy, which is really their differentiator, I, I correct, suppose. Correct. Uh, but who are the people backing it? Mm. Uh, what is their caliber? Because mm. you might get your product right now, but when the situation changes, it might go wrong. Mm. So how agile uh, is your team in order to uh, uh, to situationally change the product or its value proportion to the market? Okay. So the focus on the people okay. also has to be there. Mm. Uh, number two is uh, scale up versus uh, startup. Mm. So while the startup focus is there and that usually uh, is uh, paramount for a promoter. Mm. Uh, scale up is usually not there. Mm. So the the fact remains that uh, uh, after some time, I've seen many people either selling it off mm. or getting lost mm. when it comes to scale up. So at the beginning itself, while starting up itself, the question should be five years later, ten years later, uh, how will this idea work? Uh, what other people? What are the ki- kind of people skill sets that I would require? Mm. That has to be embedded from day zero. Okay, very interesting. So let me now move to the third part, which is a few questions for you personally. Um, over the last your your working life, have you had any uh, mentors? And if yes, what kind of influence have they had on you? Well, I've had many many mentors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me start with my mentor at home, okay. my wife. <laughs> okay, uh, well, that's uh, a very safe way to start. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, she's been uh, my silent mentor okay. in my life, uh, and uh, why do I say that? Number one, um, my work habits. Uh, if I, if you ask me, for the first ten years, was so much work, work, work. She brought in a bit of balance okay. without saying so, mm-hmm. but just inducing uh, some behaviors. For instance, connect with our only child. We mm-hmm. have a son, uh, so she said, uh, "Vishy, shouldn't you be uh, looking at?" Uh, uh, looking at doing things that he enjoys. Mm. So he was a water ba- water boy. Mm. He loved, he learned swimming on his own. Mm. He just put him into a pool and he started. So he was right from his age nine saying, Dad, when I turn 12, I want to do scuba diving. Wow. Because that is the minimum age. And I need a buddy. I'm looking out for a buddy. Now I liked, I, I could tolerate swimming, but I couldn't, I didn't enjoy mm. going underwater mm. and, mm. you know, <laughs> uh, using a breathing apparatus yeah. and so on. Yeah. Uh, what I read about scuba. Mm. Uh, but then uh, I overcame that fear, uh, thanks to only her nudge uh, and the uh, and the glimmer of hope when I saw him, uh, uh, you know, 18 feet underwater. Uh, when I was uh, paranoid and scared, uh, I could see him uh, excited yeah. and, and thinking of adventure. Uh, so overcoming fear, uh, this this was one big learning and yeah. bonding uh, with my son through wow. even even a sport and what adventure an sport story. like scuba. What an amazing story. Similarly, uh, uh, I, I would say uh, the uh, the other big mentor or the effect uh, in my life has been my uh, life coach. Uh, again, our company has a, a policy of uh, you having uh, an option of choosing a coach, an executive coach, uh, as and when you want mm-hmm. uh, to solve problems which you can't do by yourself. Uh, so I had an issue of need for speed. I had an issue of retorting versus reacting. Uh, and my coach, uh, Alok Datta, worked with me for uh, a little over two years. Uh, and happened to cure some of that. And one very interesting question that he asked me, which uh, in fact changed my outlook to life, was that Vishy, assume now that you have you have all the money uh, and you have all the time, which means what you retired. You have all the money and you have all the time. What will you do with your time? Now I didn't take much time. I just thought and I just uh, immediately told him, well I would paint. And he said, okay, when was the last time you painted? I said, well in college I used to paint posters. And before that. 
I said, in school, I used to enjoy it. Mm. He said, why don't you paint now? I said, why? Why should I paint? He said, try it. Mm. I tried it. I started. Mm. I restarted painting after a big gap, a long gap. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, two months later, in my ni- next meeting with him, he said, okay, so when are you having your exhibition? Mm. I said, sorry, where is this leading? Mm. He said, no, you have to have an exhibition. Correct. Send out a mail to everyone you know with a date. Make a commitment of an exhibition. Mm. So I did that mm. without having... Yeah, <laughs> without having any way. Right. Of it. And I realized that in those six months, mm. uh, I painted furiously. Actually, I had an exhibition. Within five minutes, all my paintings, made, I think about 13, 14 of them, were sold out, all went to charity. Uh, but that led me to a thought that, okay, uh, I should be doing things mm. uh, which I would retire into Correct. when I retire, Correct. rather than retire fr- away from. Correct. Uh, and I'm and eternally eternally grateful mm. for that. And I also realize that you can do many things yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and time is really not a constraint. Absolutely, that's fantastic. I mean, amazing stories. You know, so uh, you also mentioned that you are a sports person. You know, and uh, tell me what sports do you play? But more importantly, what does sports bring to you in managing your company and interacting with people? Well, again, credit goes to my wife. Uh, she saw me, you know, being a, almost a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about something like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, on one birthday, she just gifted me a tennis racket. Okay. <laughs> I said, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. She said, uh, go and play tennis. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let me try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started doing that. And ever since now, I play maybe three times, four times a week. Uh, and I really enjoy the sport. Mm-hmm. It helps me work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sport. Uh, the value of sport in terms of having a learning system always uh, is number one. Number two is uh, physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if you're not physically fit, uh, in your, in your, uh, as your S-curve of your career comes in, and in the last five years, last ten years, uh, when you expect to be in, you, you, you exited uh, your uh, gravitational pull, and you're now in hit escape velocity, mm-hmm. at that time, if your physical acumen is not with you, uh, you will end up losing. Right. And I've seen that. I've seen people uh, go through that. Mm. Uh, that's something that is, uh, uh, that sport uh, will actually insulate you or insure you mm. from. Uh, and third also mental fitness. Mm. Uh, so not just physical fitness. You realize that in any sport, that last difference of winning a match, that last 10 kilometers of a marathon mm. uh, will come only from your mind, mm. not from your body. Correct. Uh, just like at work. So, uh, so that uh, these three big lessons learned uh, from sport is what I will always carry. Fantastic. So, wishing my last question to you, uh, and this is uh, relating to failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of us make mistakes. A lot of us have learnings uh, in our lives. What would be your learnings from some of your mistakes or failures? Oh, plenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but the biggest one is uh, the courage and the conviction to say no. Mm. Uh, even if it comes from your supervisor, even if it comes from your board, uh, and that's my biggest lesson learned. If you are being pushed to the wall uh, to do something which you do not believe in, uh, do not succumb. Uh, if you have to succumb, think of doing pilots and prove to yourself and the world that it won't work if it's so. Yeah. Uh, but do that. Uh, don't jump in into something which your heart uh, does not tell you even if an excel sheet mm-hmm. uh, tells you mm-hmm. uh, so that's my uh, biggest lesson learned from failures and the second one is uh, what uh, uh, Rajnikanth <laughs> the South Indian actor very yeah. famously told his uh, 
daughter mm. this too shall pass okay so any failures and failures will come mm. but if you bear in your mind that uh, this too shall pass mm. it gives a lot of courage and perseverance to to last through that time fantastic vishy thank you very much talking to you has been an absolutely incredible learning experience good luck to you and i hope to see you not only building max into something really big but also as a great scuba diver <laughs> thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content you can follow us on youtube twitter facebook and instagram simply search for the brand called you thank you and see you next week